Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast that happens outside, with your host, Vanessa Gritton. Hey, you're listening to Take a Walk Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Gritton, and today I get to sit in Adam's seat, so I have full reign of the soundboard, which is probably a bad idea. Uh, with us today, before I introduce our guest, Eric Barnes, we're going to touch a little bit on what the concept of take a walk is, which is the third place. Uh, one of the things I keep explaining to listeners is you don't have to listen to Los Angeles to enjoy take a walk because it's not so much about the actual physical place. It's what it means to you. So introducing today is the fantastic and wonderful Eric Barnes. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Super excited to have you here. And I actually get to use the studio instead of a terrible Tascam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that makes everybody sound tinny and horrible. And I might just do this from now on because the audio quality is too good to pass up. Yeah, uh, it's good audio quality. But at the same time, there is this, there is something to be said about the ambiance of just the the rumblings of and holding bumblings. a tape recorder to someone's mouth over a cafe well, table. Well, there is that too. <laughs> there uh, is a bit of convenience in this. <laughs> there, there's a lot more convenience in this scenario. Namely, right. I don't have a woman answering a phone behind us. This uh, is true. That happened in an episode and it ruined an entire episode because everywhere we went, she just kept hovering yeah! there. <laughs> yeah, the green one. <laughs> no, the green, green. <laughs> She was talking about her dog in a commercial. Yes, she- Schnauzer. <laughs> now he knocks over the can of food. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, pedigree. His name was Winston. Winston. <laughs> but he's called Buddy in the ad. So credit him as Buddy. Yeah, it should be on uh, during Price is Right. Now she's dead. Yeah. Uh, just- <laughs> Committing call. to the bit. I gotta call you back. Because they poop when they die. People do poop when they die. That's how it works. I recently learned that you do that when you die or when you're pregnant. So it's like life in, life out, poop happens. Mm-hmm. That's uh, why I say always wear a diaper at all smart. times. That's You don't have to use it. Worst case scenario, it's a pillow for your ass everywhere you go. <laughs> uh, life lessons by Eric Bartz. Indeed. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about poop in, poop out. We're here to talk about something that makes you poop. Coffee shop. Why did I introduce it that way? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There is a sense of relief, you know, a sense of primal relief when uh, defecation happens. So it's 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 kind of welcoming. Uh, today, Eric and I went to uh, the Steampunk, Steampunk yes. coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Uh the coffee was delicious. I wasn't sure if it was delicious as I thought it was or because I didn't realize that I was hungover until I like went outside. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't really drink anymore. So last night I did a shot off of a dragon made of ice. Uh, I'm so jealous, by the way. I saw pics. <laughs> I, was, I saw all you anime fuckers and I'm like, oh, oh I wish it was there. I have a photo on my phone of because Kevin doesn't know anything about anime at all you see that makes me even matter so he was just in that he was just in that world enjoying but had no idea what anything was and oh. he was just kind of like i'm gonna do a shot of the dragon what's his name shiram like shenron uh 
And as he's doing a shot off of Don't Shenron. Don't make me hate Kevin. I love him so. <laughs> oh, this next part is going to be great. He's like, the guy with the hat was cheering me on because I took a photo of it. And I was like, what guy with the hat? And he's like, I don't know, some guy with the hat was just like, yeah, and cheering me on. And I look at, I, I opened up my phone and I'm like, this guy with the hat? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, cool. So Vegeta and Piccolo was cheering you on. So I have a photo of the guy who plays Vegeta and Piccolo cheering Kevin on as he took a shot. Oh, you mean Christopher Sabat? Yeah. Yeah. The guy whose name I know but wasn't allowed to go to the anime convention. <laughs> He was just kind of like, oh, yeah, hat oh, guy. Oh, the guy with the hat. And I'm you just see, <laughs> I, it, that makes it worse. That makes me more mad because when you said guy with a hat, I was like, oh, it's someone cosplaying as Monkey D. Luffy. That's why I was the waiting. straw hat pirate. Yeah. Somebody did come in as Monkey D. Luffy, which was very fun. Uh, and then there, there was a famous Trunks cosplay. But like most of the people other than one person that I brought with me had no idea what any of it was. And they were just in it. And they're like, yeah, we we're all just partying with hat guy. And I'm just like, his name's not hat guy. At least know the person's name. At least you don't have to know their work. Just know that they're a person. Just say Chris. It's not it's not hat guy. I wish I knew him. (laughs) And then I did two shots off the dragon and then I woke up feeling horrible and then I walked into the steampunk cafe and I had a delicious egg and a whole breakfast and perfect cup of Mm -hmm. coffee and I felt like a person. Right right off your uh, dragon highball Z. (laughs) Right off of that. Uh, it was it was Everything I needed when it was just kind of like, I'm a weary traveler and I need to be taken in. Good. Yeah. That place takes care of you. Mm. How long have you been going there? I've been going there, I want to say, oh God, maybe three years now, three to four years. Three to four years. Something like that. If if it's been in existence that long. Like I, I got there pretty early when it um when it first started the steampunk aesthetic. And I got to know the owner and became a regular there. And it's just it's my third place. Which is, I guess, the topic of conversation today. For people that don't know, what's a third place? Okay. Uh, in your life, uh, in order to get balance, so to speak, and this is going to sound spiritually guru-y, feng shui bullshitty. But, <laughs> but, uh, but it makes super sense once you get the concept. But yeah, it makes super sense is that you have your work, mm-hmm. which is where your stresses are, where your goals are, where your work friends are, where your colleagues are, where your competitors are, where your rivals are, and so on. You have your home which is where your stuff lives. Mm. And I'm talking physical stuff, mental stuff, family stuff. That's where all your stuff is. And then you have your third place, which is void of both of those things. Mm. And it is the place where you can escape both. It's a neutral zone. It's your respite from everything. It is your respite from all things at all times. And it is a place where you can go and just be and be calm. And you don't do work. You don't have everything else, all the other stimuli, your day-to-day stimuli around you, you have different stimuli mm-hmm. around you and if you choose to have that. And uh, it is just kind of just a, an escape. It's like going into a different dimension, into a different world yeah. in a way. It's, I'm speaking more of it than what it really is, but mentally speaking, that's what you're doing is that you're taking a break from yourself mm-hmm. for a while. And that's my fr- and steampunk's my third place. I. Describe the aesthetic if you could, because the way I try and describe it is it kind of reminds me of my old third place back when I lived in Orange County, which was Max Lynn's Coffee Shop, uh, in terms of it's a little bit of everyone in there, like the uh, specifically the art. It 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 highlights every everyone in that little community. Yeah, it's kind of like a millennial nerd's dream. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of different local artists that make like pop culture silhouettes of mm-hmm. like BB-8 or um, 
Boba Fett and so on, uh, little uh, drawings of Ron Swanson and... <laughs> And and uh, you get to see stuff like uh, you know Abraham Lincoln with like a cyborg monocle and all this other random uh, artwork, all made by local artists, mm-hmm. all for sale. By the all way, decent pricing as well. Yeah, because like you never usually you'll see something in a coffee shop and you're like, oh, I want to take that home. And it's three hundred dollars. And in this case, I was just like, oh, 70 is reasonable. Yeah, seventy to not like. There's probably the most expensive thing there is like three hundred bucks, and it's. Mm. And that's because it's a giant mural of oh, a woman. That. It's like half up, the wall. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a giant mural, uh, um, kind of a nice little deviant art looking uh, <laughs> um, woman taking a bath in a cloth, a bathroom being bathed by an octopus. And yeah. it's and I know that sounds horrifying, but it's actually really cute. But I saw it's it. very awesome and cute, and yeah, it's and very it's, little mermaidy. Yeah, very much so, and it's just cute, and it's and it's child appropriate and everything, and uh, but yeah, it's all of that everywhere. There's art, the uh, all the tables, they're uh, wood with glass over it, but in between, it's just. You know, just little Stuff caricatures. About Mary Shelley. Yeah. And like little. Little thing, little literature things, little newspaper mm-hmm. clippings, uh, old timey photos uh, or caricatures of, let's say, Nikola Tesla or mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin and all these, all this other stuff. It's just a nice little, it has a playful dinginess to it, too. And, and I, I think like it that. adds to the charm of, I think the best third places are third places where it's like, you could be alone here and that's okay. Yeah. Like you could sit alone and you can read the little news clippings on the table or you can just kind of stare at the art and have a cup of coffee. A th- I you think You can be there for 20 minutes or 3 hours. Yeah, and I think a big part of a third place is you don't need someone there. It's one of the few places where you're just cool by yourself. Yeah. And it also doesn't feel like an invasion if mm-hmm. someone else comes in too. Yeah. Like everyone everyone is very polite and friendly to one another there. It there is a community. Mm-hmm. that you become a part of when you go to a place like that. And you see, if you're a regular, you see other regulars there and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But yeah, everyone is very respectful of uh, of each other's uh, personal space. But at the same time, everyone is welcoming to one another. Like there, there are times in which I've shared a table with complete strangers and mm-hmm. we just engage with one another. And then we both like give give the nod of, okay, I'm going to read now. I'm going to type now. I'm going to do whatever yeah. now. Where you're so, okay being quiet. You're, yeah, that it's just a weird spot where you're okay to be quiet and you're okay to converse. And either way... You're there's no r- pressure for there's either. There's no pressure for either. And you're right. There's no fault. You're just right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Goldilocks syndrome. Just the porridge is perfect. The even though I've is, never had porridge. Uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a diet oatmeal or something. Eh. I don't know. Uh, I thought that was chia. Maybe it's that. I, I mean, chia know. already. It maybe it's quinoa. Chia is uh. one of those things when you eat where you know it's cleaning you on the way down, but it tastes like something that's going to clean you on the way down. Oh, it's just it has. When you is soak it, like it in brand, water, but not harsh. No, because when you soak it in water, it gets the texture of like hair gel. Weird, but like seedy hair gel. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, I'm not making it sound good, uh, but it's, it, it's, it, uh, all, so far based on just metaphors, it sounds like liquid plumber. It's like liquid plumber, but like But for your plumbing. But for your for your inside plumbing. Yeah. Uh not my favorite thing in the world, but I'm super full when I have a bunch of it. Uh we're getting back to the poo talk again. We're getting back very to cl- everything comes quick. down to poop. Indeed. Uh what first brought you to the steampunk cafe? Uh 
the need to get the fuck out of my house to get out of the apartment. Oh, I relate. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was unemployed at the time, just searching for jobs and everything, and uh, it was nearby. It was like less than a mile from my place, and it was within walking distance of where I originally lived, and uh, I just needed to feel like a person. Uh, the 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 thing of it is when you're unemployed especially for a long stretch of time mm. you need to give yourself the illusion of routine yeah or which, you go stir crazy yeah and you just get into this loser feel and this loser mode yeah. because you have nowhere to go yeah and you don't really you don't wake up for anything so then you don't really want to apply for anything anymore yep. and cuz i was i was there and it's shocking how fast you get into loser mode because uh, this happened when I was living in Texas and I didn't really have a third place at the time. And uh, it just took three days of being in a bathrobe and not changing that bathrobe mm-hmm. to where all of a sudden I'm like, how has it been four weeks and I haven't really done anything other than like go out to feed myself? Exactly. It's demoralizing. It very much yeah. is. And all of a sudden you just wake up and you're like, it's been a month. What did, what have I done? Yeah. Like anything longer than a week, I go nuts. Yeah. And... And and that and even when I'm employed, I I don't do well when I'm on vacation and I don't have something to do. Yeah, uh, it's well, it's no good. I sometimes I think I irritate people on vacation, but like I need to set an itinerary for myself, mm-hmm. or I just go nuts because I'm like I'm just doing nothing in a different place. Exactly. And so as long as I have a schedule, like I wake up by this time and I do this thing by this time, because if not, I'm just that person pacing by a door, like when are we gonna do something? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not good at relaxing. No. And I think that's why I need a third place. Well, this is uh, this is why I found Steampunk. And what I ended up doing is I fell in love with the place. Mm-hmm. It kind of fit me and my vibe. And uh, what I would end up doing is at the time I was, you know, searching for regular work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the occasional acting gig would come up or I would uh, freelance write. I write articles for Ranker on mm-hmm. occasion and that's expanded to other things, but we won't get into that. Uh, but what I would do is I would get up in the morning, shower. I would treat it like going there was going to work. Mm-hmm. I would get up, shower. I'd be the f- one of the first few people there, grab my coffee, grab my laptop, write an article, apply for another job or another gig, submit myself for uh, an au- any auditions that I didn't think my agent would, mm-hmm. and you know have have a. You know, have breakfast, have lunch. They close at three, and at three o'clock, that's when I quote unquote clocked out. And I and I was a regular there, and I tipped well, and they they kind of uh, I I became a staple for them for for most of the people that worked there. And it got to a point where it's like, well, we close at three, we don't really break anything down till three thirty, so you can just hang out until that's we're awesome. actually done. Yeah, and uh, they're very sweet and very nice. And mind you, I'm probably more than likely not the only person that they treat. Mm-hmm that they treat like this because there are a bunch of other people and they, and they, act, they really do act like a community um, in that when someone knows someone that needs something done, they refer to other customers. That's so cool. Yeah. It's like your own personal Craigslist within it sort of is tiny micro community. I met another, you know, guy that wrote for the internet over, mm-hmm. over there, uh, Alex Kane, uh, shout out to him and all that based solely off of the fact that, uh, Amy, the owner, noticed I was sitting there writing on my laptop nearly all day. He was sitting on his laptop nearly all day. It was a busy day, and it's like, hey, why don't you two share a table? You got a lot in common. 
And we did. <laughs> and we became and we became fast friends because of it. And we got to help each other out. Like he was very new to stand up. I actually mm. told him about I think I told him about Killer Mike. I oh could my be god. Wrong. Um uh, or at least led him into the direction of like the comedy bureau, which eventually led to you, maybe. Mm. I don't I don't know. Uh because that's how I met him through my mic. Yeah, yeah. And um and he told me to submit certain things to other websites and stuff too. Um and uh, but yeah, it and I got, went there pretty much every day for close to a year, if not longer. And and now it's just every so often because of my current schedule. But whenever I do, it's just a welcome hello, and I have my own mug. <laughs> yeah, Eric showed me. He has his own mug that the staff signed for him. Yeah, it's very sweet of them. It it's such an adorable representation of belonging yeah where it's just like you have a space here and we acknowledge you and we care about and it makes because the funny thing is i i feel like everybody's third place at one point is a coffee shop because eventually it, yeah. occasionally it's a bar but there's a certain point in your life where bar isn't gonna do it mm-hmm. and there's something about bars coffee. aren't open at 11 bars aren't open at 11 and so there's something about a coffee AM, shop that like lends itself to loitering yeah and it it's the only kind of establishment where it's like, it's not weird if you're here forever. Yeah. I can go to a restaurant, but after three hours, they're going to be like, you have to order something or you have to go. Yeah. And you can't do that shit at Denny's. You can't do that shit at Denny's. I've tried it at a village. Inn, <laughs> but there's something about a coffee shop where it's like, you know what? You don't really have anywhere to go right now. And that's fine. And we're not going to bother you. Just sit. And my third place when I lived in Orange County was a coffee shop as well called Max Bloom's, which looked like a detective office because I swear to God, if there's a theme, I'm there. (laughs) And one thing I noticed was everybody's third place kind of looks like them uh, or it feels Mm -hmm. like them. Because anytime somebody's like, this is my special place, this is where I go in the city. And there's always something about it where it's like, oh, it's obvious that you love this place. There's Mm -hmm. it. It's like when you, bro- you t- broke it down to me like <laughs> near immediately because I, I, you know, I can, I, I can understand and I agree with your sentiment, but mm. at the same time, I was like, okay, how, how is it like me? Because <laughs> one of the things is bring up was like on the layer, it was like, it, it, it was fun, nerdy references, but deeper than that, it was, it's a place where you can go and focus on your work, but also there's no obligation to interact, but you like having that door open. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's very much also how a lot of us like our friendships where it's like, we don't have to, I don't want to always have to have a dialogue. I just want you to be okay with sitting next to me and not saying anything. Yeah. And that's, that's the physical embodiment of that. Uh, and it, it it was pretty, uh, just by looking at him like, Oh, this is a very Eric place. (laughs) Just like when Kevin showed me his special place and it was a bunch of staircases, and I was like, these are for skating, aren't they? Nah. He's just like, eh. Can't kill the skater and the kid. No. Uh, but yeah, there's something about a coffee shop that just lends itself to that point in your life where you're like, I don't know where I'm going, so can I sit here? And it, it's like you're, it's it's like the modern saloon. It's a modern saloon. I, I it, it's kind of just, it's, if you, uh, certain ones, if you're at the right ones, and for me, steampunk is probably the best one. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it is another dimension. It's a pocket dimension where you just go, and while you're in there, you're not missing anything outside. Mm-hmm. You're not uh, all the troubles, all the everything, all the 
workaday bullshit, the nonsense and stuff is out there. Yeah. And in there, it's just, uh, you know, of the, you were saying weary travelers earlier. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. It's just a we- bunch of weary travelers just taking a respite for a little while, socializing for a little while, having some good food, having some great coffee, and just getting perked and refreshed. Yeah. And uh, or, you know, and the people that do work there, like I've done some work there, too. I know a third place isn't supposed to have that happen, but fuck it. I did. But when I'm doing that, the work there, it's where I'm just in a zone and it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel so deadliney. It's a it's a task. It's almost Zen in a way. Yeah. My old third place, like my first third place doesn't exist anymore, but I'm trying to find it. Mm hmm. Video stores, because uh, when I was a kid, video stores were my nobody's mean to me at school here, and yep. I don't have to think about the rest of my life, and I don't have to think about applying for jobs. I can just wander around and pick movies or just sit and watch one that's being demoed in the front, or I could just be there as long as possible. Yeah. Nobody, I loved video stores for that reason, just because it was a quiet place where I can just hide in the aisles and pick up tapes. See, for me in com- uh, for me in college, it was a comic book shop. Oh, a yeah. local comic shop. The I'm, Oh, my God. I think it was called Universe of Superheroes. I'm trying to remember. I think it's no longer there anymore, sadly. Mm. I think a fire took it. Um, but... Now, the owner there, he loved comics, comic books. This was before, like, the big superhero boom yeah. in movies and stuff. It was just starting. Like, Batman Begins came out. I'm going to date myself. But yeah. but um, uh, but over there, and I wasn't even that into comics at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I just started. But he actually created a space where you know, there was a futon just right there. And you could sit and read. You didn't have to buy anything. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to make sure that whatever you bought from there, you, you liked really wanted, and you really wanted. So I would sit. So you know, and poor college kid, I would sit there and read, and that's how I got into a lot of the new stuff. And he mm. would recommend stuff, and so on and so forth. And of course, I bought stuff because I wanted to support the place. So I would save up in that. But the but the thing of it is, is that it also created a respite from college life, family life, school, all mm. that type of thing. And on top of that, it cre- it just like steampunk, it created a community. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have met any of these other people outside of this fucked up little store. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's something, you know, I, I, I'm going to sound like an old man about this, <laughs> but uh, the fact that brick and mortar businesses are on the decline and dying, mm. it's going to rob, uh, it's going to rob that experience. From a lot of people. Uh, well, yeah, the video store for you, that's dead. Yeah. It's gone. So now you have to find another spot. And I'm on the lookout. There's certain places like the Perky Nerd in Burbank, which are really cool. Perky Nerd is a great place. Coffee shop, comic book store, mm-hmm. and everybody there that everybody that works there is amazing. Uh, but I think, oh God, I just completely lost this thought. Uh, I think a big part of the importance of finding a brick and mortar places as an adult is a lot of us, especially people in our age range, are struggling with that. How do I make friends as an adult? Yeah, like it's 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 Googled more than most people want to admit. It's something that everybody wants to ask. And even if they have the courage to ask, they don't have the answer to it. How do I make friends as a grown up? Because it's not like a playground anymore for dudes, especially. It's really hard for dudes, too, just because with girls, like especially in comedy, I can see the one other girl in the room and then just have that immediate moment of solidarity of like, oh, thank God you're here, too. And I, I have that built in 
thing. But for guys, and a big thing that I think is unfair for men is affection is automatically translated or like the need to interact toxic with masculinity. someone. It's part of toxic masculinity yeah. where it's just kind of like, oh, affection isn't masculine or just saying, I'm fucking lonely. I want friends yeah. isn't masculine. So there's a lot of guys that won't say, dude, I'm lonely. Oh, Hang out and with it's, me. And it's killing. That, and you know, the, I don't want this to turn into because it's bullshit. This whole poor men thing. <laughs> because that's nonsense. But the, uh, but Statistically speaking, mm. a lot of men are dying earlier based solely off of isolation. Yeah. And uh, not and you know, we whenever you hear isolation, you think, you know, just it's not like fucking castaway and Tom Hanks. It's being alone in a crowd. Uh, dudes don't go with other dudes to do things. Yeah. I very we rarely don't. do I see them like say, "Let's go see a movie together. Let's go have a meal." If they do, we have to bring girlfriends. They have to bring girlfriends, to. or it has to be a group thing. And it's like yep. for some reason the one on one, one on one dude friendships have become more and more of a rarity, which sucks because I there's nothing I cherish more. There's something really. Be- I think, <laughs> I think that's why I'm proud of Kevin away mm-hmm. that he has a lot of one on one male friendships that Good. he's very open about his affection with and it's something that i never because in, in texas i would see these guys sitting at a bar by themselves like dying on the inside because they're just like i just want a friend to have a one-on-one connection with and then i see kev just kind of like hey one person let's go to the movies let's hang out on a couch and eat sandwiches and like he doesn't do it as much as he would like but i appreciate that there's there's lonely fellows that aren't well so he recognizes anymore. the need and, yeah. and, and many of us don't I yeah. mean, there are times in which I'm like, I am on my own in this. Uh, and there's no reason for me to think that way. Well, but, but we're kind of, but we're kind of, you know, we're in, it's ingrained in our culture. Yeah. You know, if, 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 look at every, I'm surrounded by people, but I'm so fucking lonely. Well, yeah, but also uh, individualism and doing shit on your mm-hmm. own up until recently has been seen as uh, a sign of strength. Mm. And a sign of, you know, and, and the ideal. Yeah. Like how, how many movies have, have there wolf. been? Yep. The Lone Wolf, which is, which is ironic because wolves hunt in packs. <laughs> um, That's the antithesis of a wolf. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, like, you know, fucking Die Hard, mm. Rambo, One Man Army, Us Against the World, and Winning. Oddly enough, I think winning. that's why The Hangover worked. I think that's why so many people loved it. Because it was one of the first comedies where it was just kind of like, your friendships matter. You're not alone in this world. You have you have idiots with you, but they're your idiots, and they're your pack of idiots, and you're idiots together. And I think that tapped into this thing to people where it was just like, oh, I don't have to be alone. Right, right, and that's and and that's helpful. But the problem is, is that that we don't translate that to like badassery or. Anything like that, because it is still a comedy, and comedy yeah. is goof. Oh, God, is The Expendables the only example we have of male friendship being For the badass? most part, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's all I can think of. Or The Fast and the Furious, because take uh, a shot every time they say family. <laughs> well, Fast and the Furious, I mean, I, you know, uh, God, I'm going to come off as such an MRA <laughs> bullshitter, <laughs> even though I'm far from that, and don't believe that at all. But Fast and the Furious is kind of different, because there are, you know, granted, not many female characters, but mm-hmm. they are involved. So it yeah. is seen as a group family dynamic, as opposed to, like, you know, bros, so mm-hmm. to speak. Uh, I think that's feels, why... I feel sick even <laughs> saying that. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, uh, the thing about uh, this generation of guys is that we're slowly but surely 
some of us, a lot of us are kind of realizing that, dude, we can't be an island. No man is an island. No, no man, no man (laughs) is an island. You can't, you can't just be that. And I think that's why, especially with a lot of the men I know, their third place is so important to them because that's like the one chance they have to reach out, maybe not so obviously, like, hey, we're alone here. Can we be alone together for a little bit? Yeah. I don't know how many unsolicited mini conversations Mm. I've had at Steampunk. Several. Actually, before you came in earlier today. Really? there uh, There was a family, you know, little kid, probably about two years old. Something like that. They're all just having breakfast together. Little kid just waves over at me. I go, hi, how was your day? Are you enjoying your breakfast? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, got into a little mini conversation. We had our interaction. He gave me a high five. He felt good. I felt good. Back to back, back to whatever to what you're, you're doing. And all that. And that little bit of social thing is just so nice because uh, he gets to learn that not all giant ginger redheads are monsters. <laughs> And I get to know that the world is a good place for like five minutes. Yeah. And that's that's all super well and good. I I got very I keep saying I think I don't know what my third place is now, but I now that I sit here thinking about it, I think I do because I'm like, well, where's the place that I go for a respite and then I met all of my friends? And it's not a set place, but it just changes every few months and it's it's kind of comedy in terms of this is where I can shut off the world or I can shout about the world mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah. Cause what I'll do is I'll identify that other person who feels lonely in the world. I'm like, let's be lonely together. At just like my third place used to be uh, at Max Bloom's. And uh, I kind, I always wonder how do people that don't do stand up or they don't have this thing that consume their lives make friends. Uh, uh, it's beyond me. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy because I'm a fellow comic. Because so. <laughs> like I just started my job and there's non-comedians there and I'm interacting with them. But I'm like, how do people do this? Out- like, what if they don't have an office full of people they like? Because I'm lucky that I have an office full of people that you I enjoy. You are so fortunate because <laughs> I have the exact opposite. I'm lucky that I can wander into any office and just be like, hey, let's hang out. I'm bored. And I have – I because ha- I used to work remotely so i was just alone all the time Mm -hmm. but this is the first time where i've ever had a place where oh i like you people (laughs) but i can't imagine working somewhere where it's just like oh god where do i go no i'm i'm currently in that scenario it's not that i openly dislike these people Mm. or that they're bad people but i just never i don't we have nothing in common don't force your socialization on me yeah i'm sorry it, it gets real uncomfortable because like, then it's just like, team I think lunch, we like each other better team lunch, alone. Yeah, team lunch nightmare. Ooh. It is a nightmare fuel because it's just me going, how, what can I, it, it, this sounds like the most, uh, it, this sounds incredibly rude, mm. but the entire time, like, what can I do to not be bored? Yeah. And what can I do to uh, sort of, it's like learning a foreign language with a lot of these people because they're so uh, they're so much different than I am in terms of interests, in terms of what motivates them and everything that I'm trying to it, the search for common ground goes so can only go so far until I just have to back away and just I'm kind of reserved and shut down because mm-hmm. I there's there's nothing for me here uh, and I have nothing to contribute to what what you do because uh, you're very analytical. You have a family, or you're into soccer, 
or football, whichever you you prefer to term it. And I'm just sitting here like, dude, I am a cartoon loving pro wrestling <laughs> evangelist comedian. I have a life outside of this office and you choose not to have one outside of this office. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a knock. That's just the truth. Yeah. You just, you guys want different things out of life right. and it's very hard to find that mutual ground other than we work at the same place. Right. And, and where, where the trouble begins is when they try to try to, to, uh, it's not their invitation of letting me in. It's you must get in here somehow. And I'm like, no, I'm fine out here. It's like that forced office camaraderie to where you end up. Yes. Let let this happen organically. Let me just, I don't have to be friends with everyone. I can be friendly. But when you force us all into a room and give us a weird icebreaker about each other, it becomes well, this weird and they find out that I'm a comedian and uh, that's the worst and it's yeah I mean it's the worst on one hand and the problem is I don't have a choice because they have to know because why the hell are you leaving in the middle of the day well I have an audition yeah audition for what well blank and so on and so on and so on and you immediately become interesting and that's fine and well and good I don't mind talking about it but the the it's it, that's when they kind of especially authority figures question your commitment. Yeah. Cause they're like, why isn't this place your 100% why, dedication? Why aren't you place? fulfilled here? Like I am. And sometimes when they say something like that, you just want to be like, you're not. Well, some of the, sometimes they are, mm. but they don't recognize that people are different. Yeah. And they, and we have ingrained ourselves in our culture that every job, no matter what the job is, has to be, there has to be an end goal. And there mm -hmm. has to be, it has to be somehow connected to your dream and what you want to do. Yeah. And that's just inherently not possible in many cases. Sometimes and it funds your dream. Well, sometimes it funds your dream. And sometimes a, it's, sometimes a job is, a the problem is, is that a job isn't allowed to be a job anymore. Just let me collect my paycheck. Of, it has to be a part of your life. Like one of, the, uh, one of my friends uh, was, is, you know, delivers mail. Mm. He's a mail carrier. Was it his dream? Fuck no. But he doesn't hate it. It gives him a decent paycheck and he finds fulfillment outside of the job. And the problem is, is that because we're so ingrained by our mm. parents and so on, who, who meant well when they said, yeah, you can be whatever you want and do whatever you want. It creates a corporate culture of, oh, this is what you want. Obviously, and if, if you're you here. Don't, obviously, if you're here and if you don't want it, there's something wrong. Yeah, and that doesn't have to be and you're the not, case. And you're not right for this place. When in fact, the when in fact, here's the reality. Do you want to know what you should look for when you're hiring a person? Can they do the job and not be an asshole? Can they do the job? Done. Can they not be an asshole? Will you be here on time? Done. That's it. That's, that's all you it. need. And that's it. And everything else is just, you know, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that. The, that's the thing is that my current job I can do it pretty I do it pretty damn well and yeah. I get paid uh, you know I don't get paid well for it currently <laughs> but usually I do get compensated well because I do it well is it my dream oh fuck no it's not that at all and people are very weirded out when they find that out and it's just like listen you know, we're all just trying to survive and quite frankly this not being my dream is not your problem there would be days at work where 
they'd have that like this has to be your dream kind of culture when it was really really like particularly exhausting in rough days yeah and there were certain days where i wanted to be like instead of telling me how this is like the place to be and how we're all so lucky to be here and this yeah. we're living the dream how about you just commiserate with me and say today is awful Today is awful, and this is hard, and this sucks, yeah. but let's get through this day yeah, together. That's all you have to do, is be a person. Like, I don't I don't need this manufactured, this is great, because that's not going to lift me up. But if you tell me that you're just as tired yeah. and just as over it as I am right now, I will relate to you more on that. Reciprocation. Yeah. That's all it is. It's, it's not blindly following the mission statement, the mandate. It's... I'm kind of wary of, is it nice that you can have snacks or yeah. whatever perks I have? It's like, well, no, uh, what you're doing is, is that you're trying to turn your job into new home. Yeah. And I don't need a new home. It's, I don't want to fucking live with like, you. There's I a barely great like kitchen and there's like a video game room. It's like, no, I just want to go in and get out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, and the problem is, is that, uh, it's, I don't need you. I don't need you to feed me sugar every five seconds. Oh my god! <laughs> the amount of candy I got when I was working at that place that I can't say. Uh, yeah. Just green cupcakes. It was everything was green. Everything they gave me was green because it of was course, company color, so course. you can all guess it yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. But just the amount green of piece. Yeah, green, that's what, yeah. It that's, was green piece, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. But just the amount of sugar that they were feeding me, and then like free little toys and pens and coffee mugs and trying to make everything comfortable and it was like no understand that i'm gonna clock out of here and i'm not gonna think about you anymore yeah. the second i clock out much like none of you much exist like, to me anymore well yeah much like how uh <laughs> you don't think about me at all <laughs> <laughs> like the second five o'clock happens and i punch out neither of us exist to each other and i'm gonna go to hide in my place yep. where none of you exist. Yeah. And that's and I I don't see the harm in that. I mean it's if there is a place of work in which you're totally fulfilled in so many ways and it is the best part of your life. I'm happy for you. Good good on you. But that's a lot of pressure to put on a person and also and that should that should not be an expectation. Mm -hmm. It's like it's okay to feel it's if you found your career Fan fucking tastic. It's hard, but and I'm so happy for but you. Don't, but don't hate on a people that just think of the job as a job, and that's that's what's horrid about about current culture. Yeah, it's oh, why don't you? Well, I don't like where I am, but you know what? I'm gonna collect my paycheck and then use part of that paycheck to get like a great cup of coffee or a weird yeah, cocktail at exactly. this place or a comic book at a shop that I yep. really like. Yeah, or. I know some people where their third place is thrifting just because they very much like the idea of what it makes them feel like a modern day Indiana Jones where it's like, what am I going to find in this place? Yeah. And modern, a modern day archaeologist. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just kind of like, I found an old Coca-Cola machine. Uh, oh God, I want one. An uh, old Coca-Cola machine or a Coca-Cola? Both. Oh, I love the old designs. Uh, and I kind of want that in my apartment just because it's a mishmash of everything weird and red. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's it's almost fascinating what someone's like additional home is because it always fulfills the one thing they're not getting at their home or work lives. Yeah. Where it's just like if their third place is quiet, it's because they're surrounded in noise. Or if their third place is somewhere where it's just a lot of sound and a lot of people, it's because they're bored out of their minds. Yep. 
or if their third place is something outdoors, it's usually because they're trapped inside or vice versa. So it's always very funny to see what it is because it's like, oh, this is what you're lacking in the rest of your in the rest of your life. Yep. Because like my dad's third place is his garden. It's absolutely his garden. And it's because he spends all day in an office and he deals with people all day. So of course his third place is outside where it's quiet and he doesn't talk to anyone and he plays with his puppies. And I never got why when I was a kid and my dad was in the yard, my mom was always just like, let him, let him be. Because I always just wanted to go out there and like, mm-hmm. like just get all of the attention and do stuff. And I never understood why my mom was like, let him have some time. And as an adult now I get it because I'm like, that's where he goes when he needs a break. Yeah. And if I go there, I know he loves me, but I also know that... Sweetie, I love you. I need to be away. I need to be away. Yep. And as an adult now, I'm like, he needed that time. He needed that time so he can go be himself again and then come back to us. Mm -hmm. And like as an adult, now when I see him in that garden, I'm visiting home, I don't go outside because I know that's his special spot. Yeah. And... And he'll come back. He'll come back. They They always always come back. The third place isn't permanent. Steampunk closes at three. I have to go back. Steampunk closes at three and mosquitoes come out at sunset. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. They will be back. And comic shop closes at seven. That there's, it's never forever. It's, I need to recharge to be the best person possible for you. Yep. It's, it's like that. uh, Well, for yourself. Yeah, especially. And it's, it's like that flight mask thing where it's like, let somebody else put on their oxygen mask before they can put on yours. That's mm-hmm. them putting on their oxygen mask and getting balanced out again yeah. and breathing. Because mm-hmm. it the air, even if it's, even if it's, it could be a train station and everything smells horrible, but the air is so much sweeter when it's just like, ah, I don't have to think about anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, or or it's cleared out and you know the exact task at hand. Yep. Because all the noise and all the muddiness is it's all just crystal clear. Yep. What would you say, would you always say that a third place reflects someone's hobbies? Ooh, um, maybe not hobbies. I would say at least at least interests mm-hmm. because hobbies would imply uh, that's more of an activity. Yeah. I mean, uh, now I think that they can blend. Like I think you can do a hobby at a third place, but that's not the end goal. Like, for example, you, you know, your father's garden. I'm sure yeah. there's stuff to do and things. But that it's put around stuff. It's not pertinent exactly, stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to, don't, I don't even recall writing jokes at the steampunk at all or anything of that nature. Or uh, I can't think of, uh, I do read there, but I don't even, I consider that to be a necessity, not a hobby. I, I'm. But. Well, that's exactly what I was saying in terms of it fulfills that thing that you don't have anywhere else. It's the place where you don't have to create. Yeah. Everything that you do, whether it's comedy or working, you create. And yeah. at Steampunk, you don't have to create. You, you can, can just enjoy. You, you can if inspiration strikes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, there's no pressure. There's no, you know, sit, there's no sitting down with, pe- with pen and pad and be like, okay, time to make bits. <laughs> Gotta do it. Uh, or, you know, record things or anything of that nature. Um, but yeah, I think that while hobbies are a good distraction and those are necessary for balance as well, mm-hmm. there is that sense of rigid, rigidness depending on what the what the hobby is. Like, oh, you know, karate. I have to do that. Fri- I have to do karate Fri- all the time. Fridays at six. 
or whatever, whenever that is, or, uh, you know, got to build that puzzle, got to play that, you know, got to get to the next level. There's always a sense of, like you, like you were talking about creating, there's also a sense of um, aiming for achievement, mm-hmm. which I think a third place is like, fuck achievement, just be. Yeah. And I was actually talking to someone about that last night where uh, she was excited because she was working on a project that's just for fun. Cool. It doesn't push her in any direction. It's just because she wants to. Isn't that great? And she was so excited, but she felt weird about it just because I feel, she was like, I feel like if I do anything that isn't towards the pursuit of success, it feels like a time waste, but this makes me so happy. And I'm like, do it. Do it. You have to. Everything else we do in this world feels like it's just another little building block to getting towards we want to go. So if you can find the one thing where it's just happy and it doesn't take that much time out of your day, for sure do it. Oh, yeah. I'm in the process of uh, writing um, like a couple would-be possible pilots. Mm-hmm. And uh, I and I also have, uh, you know, I'm hoping not jinxing myself. I'm pitching cartoons, uh, me and my animator but uh, partner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nothing's, nothing literally screams uh, success than Howard Dean. <laughs> Failed presidential candidate. Yeah, yeah. If that's not an omen for success, I don't know what is. Because that clearly worked for him in his favor. <laughs> Remember when that was embarrassing? You know, to have Remember a that presi- was the worst presiden- thing you could do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just to have a moment of unbridled joy and enthusiasm. That... <laughs> That no, you can't have that as a pr- to be authentic. Yeah, how dare, how dare you feel good, you monster? <laughs> how dare you? Meanwhile, you know, uh, I don't want this to devolve into politics, but <laughs> but we, it always does. Well, yeah, because <sighs> because it's fucking everywhere. Because but, it's everywhere, and because we can't think of a time when it was. It's almost embarrassing now when we think about that Howard Dean thing where we like skewered this man over authentic joy. Well, there was a time even in the worst days of W, you know, no matter what side that you were on, in which you could wake up the next day and then not feel like, oh shit, what now? Yeah. Or what did he do now, I should say. Now it's a new thing every day. Um, it, it already has felt like four years and it's been like eight months. Or oh whatever. yeah, for sure. I've been spotting new grays in everyone. Exactly. But... <laughs> Going, uh, but going back on track, yeah, you have to do, like, um, I was, you know, making and creating some stuff, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> I did write something at Steampunk mm-hmm. that I know will never, ever get made. But it's just for you. But it's just for me. But I'm going <laughs> to, but do you want to know what it is? Yes. I, I kind of wrote a backstory to a Street Fighter video game that will never get made, ever, because <laughs> I love the lore and I love the characters. And I made this whole thing just for just me. just for you. And I share it with my buddy Nat, and he loves it too. But I oh, we have to get Nat th- on. He's super good. He'd be a good person to have. He's you're both under the category of 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 sweet, adorable boys. You, Nat, Nadav. Well, we we uh, live in the same apartment complex. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, if, without him, I would be homeless by now, probably. He's, he's a pumpkin. He is. He's um. He and I've been friends for like a decade. But we met each other in the Florida comedy scene. Oh my god. And we. And uh, we uh, uh, we bumped into each other at a pro wrestling show out here. And he's like, fuck, you live here? Yeah. You live here? Yeah. And, <laughs> and it just rekindled from there. Uh, I got to bug him to do an episode about Florida. Yeah. He'd be good. He'd be really good. But but yeah, it's um, I'll, I'll bother him when I get home. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's that's but that's the thing is 
I was, and in doing that thing for yourself, you end up becoming a better creative, a better creator mm -hmm. for the other things you have to make, or or you're going to collaborate with others to make. Yeah, you're you're more authentically you. Yeah. Uh, one thing I like to ask our guests before we wrap up is what mindset they should be when they look for this. Uh, and it's always like, what mindset, like for the Anna Valenzuela, like what mindset should you be when you look for like a kind of macabre place that you want to learn about the afterlife? Mm. Or in this case, it's what what mindset should you be in and what should you look for when you're looking for your third place? Um, I think you nailed it earlier is what is missing? Mm. And what can what can provide an environment that allows you to have no sense of obligation mm -hmm. whatsoever that you could just be and it's okay. Uh, I wish I could be less vague than that, but just, it you'll takes, know it's one of those, you'll but, know it when you see it. Things. You'll know. Well, not when you see it, you'll know it when you have sat down and absorbed it. Mm -hmm. And that's when you'll realize, Oh, it's this place. And you'll know it when you're, you'll know it the first time. And, but the, the thing that sucks is that you're going to, it takes a while to find it. Yeah. And sometimes and sometimes it's hard to find when you're trying to look for it. It just kind of falls. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm sorry. I I got very I got very fortunate, but you know what? It's mostly subconscious anyway. So, yeah. if you hear of a cool spot or if you hear of a spot that fits you, visit, go there, sit down, feel it out for a little bit. Yeah, don't don't force it. Because it won't work. It's like falling in love. It just happens. I hope that new bakery across the street goes well. <laughs> well, worst case scenario, it's not your place, but they sell great scones or Perfect. something. Yeah. All I need is a good scone and a quiet place to sit and headphones. Because uh, <laughs> sometimes it's a headphones kind of day. Uh, before Definitely. we go, where can the people find you? Uh, best way to get at me is uh, Twitter at Eric W Barnes E R I K W B A R N E S and uh, well I tell jokes when I feel like telling jokes I talk wrestling when I feel like talking about wrestling I plug shit when I want to plug shit that's kind of it uh, pretty bare boned that is a perfect Eric Barnes outro uh, <laughs> and everybody absolutely check out his stand up and his work he's very very funny uh, quick plug for myself as you guys know I've been hammering in July 16th is my first show that I'm big girl producing Avalanche Avalanche it's at the resident in downtown Los Angeles it starts at 8pm I'm very excited and very nervous tickets are $3 uh, 5 for 2 uh, please come I will give so many hugs and promise mouth kisses from other people that haven't agreed to it yet. Uh, <laughs> but they'll probably do it. Uh, yeah, but if I, if I got nothing else, I'm definitely going to be there Yeah, in attendance. So that's my plug, but go outside, find your third place, find your respite from all of the bullshit in the universe. And until then take a walk. I love you. Bye. Yeah.